Hello everyone, I'm Elle Ferdows from Astro Radio News and today I am talking to Nadia Khan, Google Malaysia's communications manager, to talk about the importance of fact-checking and some simple tips that you can do to determine fake or factual information while surfing on the web. Hi Nadia, how are you? I am good, Elle. How are you? It's so good to see you again, virtually. Yes, again, nice to see you virtually. All right, so let's get into the topic today. The topic today is fact-checking and, you know, protecting ourselves against misinformation and fake news. Nadia, why is it important for us to fact-check, especially for the elderly? I love that question and thank you for asking it. Um, I think the internet is such an amazing place, as we all know it, right? It has given us so many opportunities not just in terms of accessing news and information, but just, I mean, from being able to access entertainment to getting recipes, you know, we have so much information at our fingertips. And at the same time, though, this also means that we're constantly being challenged by a tide of potentially misinformation and fake news. And I don't think that there's ever going to be a time when we're able to completely stop or eradicate that from happening. So why, um, I thought it was really great for us to talk about this during International Fact-Checking Day, because in my view, being equipped with, you know, the right knowledge, with the right tools, with the right resources, and being able to identify when something could potentially be fake news or misinformation is so important. Because in a way, we all kind of have that responsibility. And we also have that responsibility to protect our loved ones, right? And also our elderly from that. So if we're sort of ahead of that curve and being able to verify something is real or not, we can potentially protect our parents and our grandparents from falling victim to some of the, you know, stamps that we know are up there or some of the fake news, I guess, fake information that we know is out there, right? And it gets widely spread through social media. So while we have those dangers that are on the internet, I think the internet is also a great place for us to get access to information um, that is reputable, that is trusted, that is credible. And our Google News Initiative team here in Google, we do a lot of work with our news publishers and news outlets in terms of just helping to elevate the quality of journalism, providing them with the tools that they need to fact check their stories. So what you'll see now is actually a lot of our local news outlets are doing that. They have dedicated websites um, and dedicated pages to verify if a piece of information is fact-checked or not. So you're focused on the elderly, right? Mm -hmm. And so people think, oh, because they're not used to the technology because of how they grew up. And that got me thinking because that's true. Like my grandparents, obviously, they didn't grow up with the Internet. They didn't grow up with smartphones. And all of the information that they were given were through reputable sources. All of the information was given through newspapers, the radio, um, TV, and all of this information had to be verified before it went out to the masses. And then you've got, you know, maybe a kid with so many followers on Twitter saying something and it's just going to be reshared and it's going to end up with someone who thinks, oh, it's true. It's correct because it's being shared and because it's gone viral, you know? So I, yeah, I love that fact-checking. It's, it's very, it's a big problem. 
a lot of people think it's trivial, you know, but it 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 can be challenging to some who may not know how to differentiate whether it's fake or fact. And do you have any, you know, tips, you know, to share with us on how to check whether information on the web is correct or not? Yes, for sure. So let me just go through maybe top five tips. So the first one would be to always double check the news source. And you can easily do this through a Google search. Or if you go to Google News, you can also just type in maybe the headline of the article or snippet of the article. See if it pops up from credible news outlets that you recognize that we know are reputable outlets. And if it is there, then sure enough, that's probably a a good piece of news to share and to talk about. If you can't find anything, though, I would probably say maybe that's misinformation. Don't believe it. Don't share it. Um, and hold out to see if something comes up from a more reputable source. The second thing is to check an image's context with Google image search. So we know very well that images can easily be faked and can be used out of context, right, Um, in this digital age. So if you think you see something that looks a little bit strange, or if, you know, you just have a little bit of a doubt and you're just not sure, if it's being used in its right place, because it could be, um, it could be a, 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 an image that's actually accurate, but it's just used in its wrong context, right? So um, right-click it and go to Google Image Search to also see how else that image has been used across the web. What you'll most likely find is probably the primary source of that image, and that you can trace back to its original context. The third thing would be to check out YouTube videos info you know youtube is often very reflective of what we see out here in the world and it's a platform of a whole bunch of content news and information Um, but if you come across a video that you suspect could be misinformation dig in a little bit deeper check if that channel is verified if it has a tick check if it has other content check it when it was when that channel was created and how frequent are their uploads you know is it something that is regularly um, maintained or is it just a a channel that's been created for this one video, for example, right? And then, you know, if you do see something that's inappropriate or if that you suspect could be misinformation, feel free to flag it and our YouTube team will actually investigate to have a look if it does indeed violate any of our policies and will then take it down. The fourth thing that you could do is also check the URL for any info about the source. So most times, some websites do try to attempt to replicate a credible news site. So just always be sure to double check that it is indeed the news site that you know or that it's not trying to replicate any other news outlet out there. Um, And the last thing that you can do is also verify topics with Fact Check Explorer. So if you do a a Google search and just type in Fact Check Explorer, it'll bring you to this tool. And if you have a topic that you think could have a whole bunch of misinformation around it. For example, let's just say COVID-19. You put that into that search box and it will bring up results around popular news articles that have been on like shared and it will actually tell you if that has been verified or if it is fake or if it's mostly false. Um, Because there will be some pieces where there are bits of truth to it, but there are also bits of fake information to it. So that is very helpful to just like get a snapshot of a particular topic across the web. Mm, to summarize, basically, is 
to just make sure, really double check what it is that you're reading, where is it that you're reading it from, and who is giving this information out. Also, I love that you said, like, when in doubt, why not just hold off for a bit instead of making the problem a lot bigger? Just hold on to the information and just wait if there's any um, any more updates. Yeah. I like that. Also, love that you mentioned COVID-19 because I... I'm very sure that in the beginning of the pandemic, when the world didn't know what was going on, the war against COVID was going hand in hand with the war against fake news. And I personally felt like I was a frontliner against older people in my family asking me all sorts of questions and sending all sorts of articles. And some of them sound, and they, they, when, I, when I read them, they sounded credible. And then you realize, you know, it is hard. It is very hard for people to, especially when the jargons come in and then there's medical terms, science, you know, scientific terms. It's very difficult. Um, and I also noticed that a lot of them were, yeah, older family members who would send me mm-hmm. articles. And it comes out of a place of love, I realize. They want to share because they're worried. They want to know. They're, you know, they, they, they want to share. That's it. They're yeah. curious. Yes. But um, I always find myself also kind of guilty to come back and say, hey, this is kind of wrong or it's not real. And I don't want to put off this, you know, put them off from looking for news and information. So my question is, how do we speak to the elderly about misinformation and how do we you know, educate them? What's the, yeah. what's the right way of going about with this? I love this question. I think a lot of us deal with this. Like the scenario that you just painted is also familiar uh, to me and I'm sure to many Malaysians out there. Um, And you rightfully said it earlier as well that, you know, they grew up in a very different era, like our parents or possibly our grandparents, you know, where they didn't have the internet, right? So information wasn't at their fingertips. And so I guess that back then it was a lot easier to just trust everything that you see and you read. But One thing that I do want to say is, as a generation that grew up with the internet, and you know, it is so instinctive to us, it's almost like second nature to always just search immediately, right? Like, hey, I don't know if that's true. I'm just going to go to search and double check and verify this. So it's almost an instinct to us. And I think we can view that as almost um, like a superpower, (laughs) you know, if I could say that, Um, because that's what we can use to protect our parents as well and and to safeguard them against misinformation um, and to help educate them about what they're reading and about what they're seeing and hearing. So the first thing I would say is to address it from their perspective and to also kind of take the time to show them how easy it is to create content online. Um, you know, and I, I actually did that. So what I did was I created a, a, a secondary a tw- Twitter account, I put out a tweet and I just said, look, mom, I put this out. Um, you know, would you believe this if I if I shared it to you and said that this was true? And she was like, oh, is it? You know, so I mean, <laughs> it was just a way to show her like, it's easy. Anybody and anyone can like really create content online. Um, and she slowly understood that from, from there. I think the second thing is to appreciate that they will always have their new sources there are places they go to for their news sources. And, and it could be social media outlets. It could be through their friends and their families. And we just have to respect that. But what we can do is 
also maybe give them a nudge to say, hey, check out this article that I saw on this news outlet. So kind of help them diversify their news sources so that they realize that there's more outlets that they can tap into to get their news. Um, the third thing I would say is to be calm and be patient. So I know that it can be a very challenging task and we won't necessarily see a change overnight. This is going to be something that I think we'll have to help them through with repetition. And so just every single time there's misinformation, call it out kindly, you know, and just tell them, hey, mom, like, or dad or grandparent or whoever it is, like auntie, uncle, like these are, this isn't true. This is what actually true. I found this news outlet. Um, you can read about it here. And um, I think also understanding, like you said, Al, that sharing is also a way of them to check in and show their love and their concern. Why not we also kind of flip that and make that also our way of like checking in with them? So, um, you know, if you know your parents or your elderly family members have a particular interest in the topic like health or sports or politics or business, you know, we could also kind of be proactive about it and say, hey, check this out. I saw this article. This is something you might be interested in reading. Um, and in that way, we're kind of giving them credible news outlets and facts. And so perhaps in the event that they receive something that isn't aligned with that, you know, they're a bit more informed and they can then make that call like, hey, I don't think this is right because my daughter or son or whoever sent me this. Um, and I think also um, on the on the last point, you know, it's it's about helping them stay up to date as well. So we kind of take that into um, our hands, right, to help them with being up to date with the relevant information, with the right information. And I think hopefully as we keep doing this, they'll recognize that, hey, okay, fine. I do need to fact check. I do need to kind of verify my new sources. Mm, I love that. Also, okay, I understand that, you know, everyone has a responsibility to, you know, fact check and to make sure that we're protecting ourselves and our loved ones against misinformation. You know, you've got journalists, news sources that's, that's giving out all this information. But as someone on the internet, as a social media user, wouldn't you say that it's also our responsibility to not be the cause of it being viral in the first place. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I think I think this is a bit tricky here, right? So, I mean, in the spirit of like creating art and creating content, there there is the fine line between creating content that is like for entertainment reasons and then creating content that could potentially mislead. Um, but then again, that goes back to my earlier point that I made where digital literacy and, you know, being reminded of the need to verify and fact check is so important, which is why I love that we're talking about this today. Because as long as you are reminded that everything, on, like anyone is free to publish anything on the internet and that, you know, it's within our control to determine whether that is real or not, right? Because we have the tools available online. We can go and verify. We can go and question things like, hang on, I don't know if this is true. Um, let me go do a search. Let me check a news outlet. Let me verify this. So as long as we kind of remember that throughout throughout this whole 
like journey that we're on in this digital age, um, I think we can potentially protect ourselves a little bit more. I love that what you're basically saying is as much as there is fake news out there, there is as much or more ways to combat fake news. Love that also. I'm just, from this entire conversation, I'm just getting vibes from my mother telling me, don't believe everything you read on the internet. I just (laughs) just hear it in this entire conversation. Yes, it's never been. And the thing is, it's never been more true, you know? And as you say, like everyone is free to make content or publish anything on the internet, especially with social media. It's so easy for you to create something out of nowhere and it's going to snowball. And a lot of people mm-hmm. think just, oh, I'm going to, you know, retweet it or favorite it. It's, it's harmless. But what it does, it, it creates this sort of ripple effect. It's going to create fear. It's going to make a lot of people confused. And at the end of the day, it's going to hurt someone, you know, yeah. it may or may not, but it probably will. So, yeah, fact checking is really important. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Nadia, for doing this with me. No worries. Happy to. Thank you for having me.